all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. I'm literally just now processing the fact that we all know God is almighty and he is the creator of everything, but you cannot have a relationship with God without having a relationship with Jesus. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I said those who bring evil against me will not prosper. I said those who stand in the dark can never come into the light. All praise be to the one and only true God, Jesus Christ. The world will look at outside appearance, but God is look at in your heart. So sometimes, sometimes uh, uh, people will criticize you. Sometimes uh, they mock you about following Jesus Christ, about our, our faith. But Manny Pacquiao. As long as you have personal relationship to God, God will exalt you. I found peace and, and joy and Russell forgiveness and Wilson. love and hope. Uh, and Jesus, and, uh, and he's, he's the way and the only way. So I pray that as you're sitting there and you're uh, hopefully watching this and sharing this with people, that um, you know, we, we can all come together and, and love as Christians and, and find a way to be saved and, and find a way to encounter Jesus. Um, he's right around the corner. Uh, he's never far away, and he loves you. Uh, he, 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 he wants you on his side, and uh, he wants to be there for you and through, through the good times and the bad. Uh, I, I pray for you right now, and I pray that Jesus overcomes your heart through this message. I, I first really accepted Drew Jesus Christ in my heart uh, on my 17th birthday, um, January 15th. <laughs> um, I was actually in church. It was a Sunday in church. And before that, you know, I had gone to church with my, my family, and um, but I was just kind of there, you know, listening to the stories. And, you know, it all sounded good, but I didn't, didn't fully, truly understand it, get it, or accept it. And it was at that moment, I remember our pastor um, talking about God looking for a few good men. And they referenced the movie, A Few Good Men. Uh, but they said, God is out there, and he's looking for a few good men. And all of a sudden, the light bulb went off in my head, and I was just like, hey, that's me. I can be one of those few good men. For the first time, I felt like God was really talking to me and speaking to me. And um, so that was that was the day. You trust in the Lord. You trust that he has a plan for your life. Um, you trust that he's never going to put anything in front of you that is too hard for you or else he wouldn't put it in front of you. So no matter what comes your way, you, you'll be able to overcome it. It'll make you stronger. You have the ability to influence in a positive way so many other people and just be able to spread the blessings that God's you know bestowed upon you. Well, I feel sometimes as Christians, we Samuel run away from our calling. Richards. When you're born to run, you know how to do that. We hear and we feel this tugging at our hearts to do more for God. But we go in the opposite direction. Afraid of what will come with greater responsibility, 
accountability, and transparency. We want it to be enough to come to church on Sundays, raise our arms and surrender to our great God, smile at a few folks, and go about our week. But God really wants more from us. All the things that I do, all this baseball stuff, uh, Clayton you know, Kershaw, Africa, all the charities, is all that stuff is all great. But the ultimate glory is not for us. You know, we're not here to try and uh, try and gain accolades for ourselves and gain fame and all this stuff. I think, you know, the reason that um, we play baseball and I get to do interviews like this is to understand that you know God gave us all these opportunities uh, to glorify Him, and I think that's uh, that's uh, that's kind of what uh, it's all about. I just went out there and wanted to perform for me and for, you know, Gabby um, for God's glory. And the glory always goes to him. I mean, he's waking me up every morning and he's keeping me safe in the gym every day. I mean, that's very important. And I just feel so blessed right now and um, just overwhelmed. I have to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for Stephen Curry the to play this game with the family uh, to support me day in, day out. Um, I'm his humble servant right now. And uh, I, it is, I can't say it enough how important, you know, my faith is to, to how, how I play the game and who I am. So um, I'm just, I'm just blessed and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for, for where I am. I get glory to God. And we're Vander know Holyfield. You can't choose against God. You can choose against me anytime, but when God involved, Jesus is alive. My, my God is the only true God, and, and anything must bow to God. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what we believe in as Christians. So many times, we put him in a box. We put him in a box. So you want to know where do we... Amazing. Amazing. Those were athletes that claim that they are Christians. And I'm going I'm to I'm get into why I say claim, you know. And they say they love the Lord Jesus. And it's so good to hear that. It's, it's so good to hear athletes that say that. And, uh, wow. You know, you hear so much about the negativity of athletes. The negativity of entertainers in the entertainment world. And the awful in-your-face window you know, things they be saying or jokes or whatever like that or things they do on the field. It's good and it's refreshing to hear somebody professing or confessing that Jesus Christ is in their life. Okay, now, before you say, Joe, where you going with that? Where I'm going with this is I believe there is quite a few Christians out there that are truly saved. And on the other side, I believe there's quite a few, quite a few Christians out there are religious and not saved. Say, Joe, what do you mean by that? I'm going to get into that in this segment.
or athletes claiming Jesus as their Savior. This is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. Why get into information? And I, uh, I talk about different topics that's pertaining to the body of Christ, the church, within the church, around the church, inside the church, behind the church. And I also give out information for both the saved and the unsaved. This is the body of Christ real talk. Okay. The subject today is athletes for Jesus. Athletes for Jesus. It's a twofold thing I want to talk about today. And uh, so pay attention to what I'm saying because this is very important and very serious. Athletes and Jesus. So I want to get into the other side of that too. For right now, I'm just going to go through some more. I'm going to let you listen to some more testimonies of uh, these athletes proclaiming their love for Jesus. I'm going to have my comment on that. Here's some more. Thank you. Listen, please. The God that loves us, the God that created us, the God that has a plan for us. This is still Tim God that wrote a poem about your life. He is a big God that wants to do amazing things. And when we just turn around and say, hey, here, God, might not feel like a lot. Guess what? He can perform miracles. He can do amazing things. And I really believe the God that we serve wants to do amazing things in us and through us. You can know it all you want, but until you got to pick up that cross that you can't carry. Kobe Bryant. He picks it up for you and carries you and the cross. Then, you know, Jesus Christ is everything for me. Mariano Rivera. Yes, prayer. Uh, not perfect. I have made a lot of mistakes, but I have a wife and family and kids that pray for me every day. They are putting me in front of the Lord every day. Yes. You know, and that's why I have the success that I have. I think a lot of times people see Chris you Paul. At the stage in your life, right, where you're a professional athlete and have this, but they don't actually get a chance to see your journey. So uh, I know how blessed I am and how uh, there's been so many different situations that could have went this way or went that way. But I know it's not me. You know, I know it's not me. And God has given me this talent, but he's also given me this platform. You know, so if I just use it for basketball and I feel like not only am I selling myself short, but everyone else around me. You achieve something. And Jeremy Lennon. To it. And it's like you think that it ends. And you think that your desire to achieve and your ambition will just all of a sudden go away. It doesn't. It's like no matter what happens, you'll always set a new goal, a new standard, a new objective. And the truth about that is, is that like if you just spend your whole life chasing that next thing, you're going to live your life riding the highs and lows of whether you get that next thing. But even when you get that next thing, even when you get everything that you thought you wanted, Uh. you're going to realize it's not enough. And that Uh. is the one thing I learned from the insanity that like, I wish I could tell every single person. It's like, you might think, man, if I was only like beautiful, like so-and-so, then my world would be perfect. No, if only I had money, like so-and-so, if only I had this car, or if only I had a family that looked like this or a house. And it's like, yeah, at some point, man, like anything is going to be fleeting. It's going to be empty. And that's why to me, like Lynn Sandy had to force me to look at my faith at a deeper level and be like, okay, well, when I'm like really right, when my relationship with God is right, 
I don't feel this desire. Like I don't feel a void in my heart. People like to do this when it comes to goal setting. Like you'll finally Nicola be satisfied when McDermott. insert whatever it is. When you're married, when you have a boyfriend, when you have a house, when you have a job, and um, and the hard thing is once you get there, you realize that's not what satisfies you. And then people go on to the next stage where they go, well, maybe it's when I have kids, I'll be satisfied. And they, they keep going. But when you find that you don't have to wait in order to be satisfied, that God actually meets you where you're at. And then that's when you're satisfied. It changes everything because he, um, he comes into your heart and he just reveals that all of these things, these, these um, beautiful things in life, they'll never fill the void in your heart. Like Jesus is the only thing that really is the key to unlock that satisfaction. God is a huge uh, a factor in my life. Nola he Jones. wants to promote me or humble me, uh, that, has, that is in his hands. You know, I don't think God cares about a certain game or race or performance, but he does care, care about the condition of our heart. And so I hope that, like, whether if we have success or if we have failures, that we always rely on him for our strength and during the whole process. Did you like the video? Go to smartandrelentless.com. Okay. Okay, you heard the uh, the testimonies of these uh, athletes uh, that profess that they love Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You heard that. Now, my heart, more than anything, wants this to be true. Okay, I hear the horn. Get to the point. <laughs> Get to the point. <laughs> My hope is that these athletes are sincere. Joe, where you going? Why you, you go judging people? No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to where I'm going. Listen to where I'm going, okay? The reason I'm saying this is these athletes, Pacquiao, Russell Wilson, you know, and uh, Vander Holyfield, uh, you know, uh, you know, Tim Tebow and, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant was surprising on there, you know, claim that they love Jesus. Now, there's a difference of claiming, you know, Jesus and being saved. Let me say that again. There's a difference of claiming you love Jesus, you know Jesus, and what Jesus want to do in your life. And you know Jesus was there and you wouldn't have got this far because of Christ and being saved. Okay, the reason I'm saying that. Now, what I'm not saying, so listen to me, uh, church, and, you know, listen to me, church. This is what I'm saying because we got to have to doing this. We as believers that's in the body of Christ, we as believers in the body of Christ, one thing we have a problem with today in Christianity seeking is accepting and believing that everyone, because they say they love Jesus and they profess Jesus in their lives and Jesus is the number one in their life. And if it wanted for Jesus, they wouldn't have got these far, like a lot of these athletes were saying. 
you know, before you start hollering at me, give me a chance, <laughs> give me a chance, you know, because I'm going to end, I'm going to give come to conclusion with this, what they said, we got to have the septonym as being a Christian or as being part of the body of Christ. Isn't that true? Because they talk like that. I didn't heard a lot of people, and even in the past, I used to do that, you know, because somebody talk about Jesus. Somebody really never done, let me take that back, I really never really accepted anybody was saved because they talked about how much they love Jesus, what Jesus has done in their life, and Jesus is the uh, number one in their life, you know. that never. I never went with that, even back then, before I knew what I know now, you know, before, you know. But believers of today, even a lot of churches, a lot of the big churches and small churches and even a lot of and a lot of the mega churches assume that a person is saved because they profess their love and they say Jesus is Lord of their life or Jesus is in their heart. You know, we and others assume that they are saved. But who do we who, who am I to do that? Who are anybody to do that? Because somebody saved that. What we must do, and this is a must. You might not like it. You might not agree, whatever like that. But this is, I'm just sticking with the Bible. What we must do is hear a testimony. Not to force nobody, but we must hear a testimony. Why? It's not because of me. It's not because of you. It's because of their soul and salvation. Let me say that again. The important thing before we know a person is part of the body of Christ within the church today is for me. Let me let me let me let me let me speak for me myself. For me, and it's not Eric, for me to believe or to accept that a person is part of the body of Christ is mainly if I hear your testimony on how you got saved on how you got saved or how you know you're saved. A lot of Christians won't go there because they believe they're being pushy. They believe they're being arrogant. They believe they're putting a person down. No, you're not doing it for you. Remember what I said? You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for them. You're doing it for them so they can understand if they're really saved or not. That's the important part. If they're really saved or not, or how do they get saved? How do they know they're saved? And by you doing asking that question, listen to what I'm saying carefully. By you asking that question to someone you really care about, you know, whether it's an athlete or a close friend, a Christian is our obligation to ask, you know, you know, why you love Jesus, first of all, and then or how you got saved or how you know you saved. It might sound a little arrogant. But remember, you're not doing it for you and saying you're better. You're doing it for them because you really want them to know if they are saved or not because their internal salvation is on the line. Eternal salvation is nothing to be played with. Let me say that again. Eternal salvation is nothing to be played with. Okay. I was listening to this uh this uh this teaching the other day, I don't like to call him service because service just get wore out. This teaching the other day by this brother of mine called uh name is Justin Johnson. And his teaching and his topic was on how you can love Jesus. How you can love Jesus. So how you can love Jesus and claim Jesus as Lord in your life and still go to hell. <laughs> Let me say that again. I don't mean to laugh at that, but uh, you know, how 
you can love Jesus and claim Jesus is the Lord of your life and still go to hell. And when you, now, even the ones that, that that's hearing me saying that, probably saying, Joe, what do you mean? Of course you can go to heaven by loving Jesus and, and saying he's the Lord of your life. Oh, really? Is that what the Bible really says? That make Jesus the Lord of your life? Is that in the Bible that Jesus said make him Lord of your life? Or loving Jesus? Is it? Oh, I remember a few passages in there that talks about, you know, they was confessing Jesus and they done certain things in Jesus' name. They done miracles in Jesus' name. They somewhat followed Jesus. Jesus, I never knew you. You workers of iniquity. Do you remember those passages, church? Do you remember those passages? You go through the Bible, it was a lot of self-confessing followers that follow Jesus. And they I wouldn't doubt if they sincerely love Jesus. I don't doubt that they sincerely love Jesus. But did they believe Jesus as being their Savior? Did they really believe Jesus of being their Lord and their King? Now I'm going back in time past in the kingdom program, then I'm going to bring it back home for the body of Christ. Then I'm going to tell you why I'm going here with these athletes and my conclusion on it. This is my just my conclusion and opinion. And why? Because back then, let's go to the kingdom of heaven. The way to be saved back then in the days of the kingdom of heaven program, Jesus' earthly ministry and the 12 apostles, there was only one way to be saved. You had to repent and you had to believe that Jesus was the king and the promised Messiah. Not you love Jesus or making Jesus the Lord of your life. Now, you could say that you made Jesus the Lord of your life by believing he was the Messiah then, by believing he was their king. That was salvation back then for the Jews. Jesus earthly, Jesus preached there in his earthly ministry. He said, go out and preach the kingdom of heaven. That means believing that Jesus was their king and he was their Messiah. And time passed. Under the king, under the gospel, under the kingdom of heaven program. Jesus said in Matthew 8, I mean John 8, if you continue in my word, continue, then are ye my disciples indeed. And then ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, believeth in him what? Being their king and Messiah. Whoever, whosoever believeth in him shall have eternal life. That was the salvation message back then under the kingdom of heaven. If you confess him to the father, I mean, if you confess him openly, he will confess you to the Father. Confess what? Confess that he was the king. He was their Messiah. Not, I love Jesus and making him the Lord of my life and I accept him in my heart. See, that wasn't even a salvation back then in time past. Okay, that wasn't even, even a way to get saved then. The time There was a format. There was a belief system. The belief system, you had to believe under Israel's program that Jesus was 
the coming king and the Messiah that was promised way back from the forefathers, the prophets, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and all them, that he was promised by even Moses, promised by the forefathers back then to be saved. You have to believe that Jesus was your king, was the king and Messiah for Israel under Jesus' earthly ministry, okay? We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday monetizing digital services since 2004 boosting the entertainment industry by making digital content accessible for everyone awg where innovation meets monetization you have to confess that jesus was the king and the messiah and the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and time past that was the way to get saved and that was the only way to be saved back then when jesus was on the earth you know just follow along with matthew mark luke and john now this is not a bible teaching you can find a connecting dots i'm just so i don't want to get the uh, unbelievers lost but you, you can get some juice and meat out of this too okay now today when jesus died he rose again he came back and he converted Paul and, and, and between Acts 9 and Acts 13, you can call it mid-Acts or whatever like that. He presented another gospel to the Gentiles. To the Apostle Paul, the Paul will have to present to the Gentiles. The Gentiles mean the nations, okay? And that gospel was another gospel that was called the gospel of the grace of God. The law was abolished. There was no more law. The law was put on temporary hold even today. It was called the gospel of the grace of God. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole teaching, you know, because uh, I try to leave that for connecting the dots for the believers and not try to explain it plainly to the unsaved. But what it was, the way to get saved today, over a few thousand years ago, a uh, thousand years ago, even today, we're under the gospel of the grace of God. And the only way to be saved today is according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ to be saved. You must believe what Jesus done. Back then, it was who Jesus was. You have to be saved. You have to believe under Israel's program or some proselytes and, it's, and as him, believing in him being the king and the, uh, the promised Messiah. Today, to be saved, you don't get saved that way anymore. You only get saved this way, believing of what Jesus done after his resurrection to the Apostle Paul, his death, burial, and resurrection. Not Jesus being the Lord in your life and not saying you love Jesus and Jesus got a plan for you. You must believe what he done on the cross and believe that you are a sinner. Okay, the reason okay, the reason I went there is I wanted to get that straight for the ones that's listening before I go to where I'm trying to go to, before I get to where I'm trying to get to. Now, let's go let's get back to the athletes. Now, proving that they are saved has nothing to do about how they act or their lifestyle. Let me say that again. Proving that they're saved, first of all, has nothing to do with their life and their lifestyle because, you know, people in general have a, 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 a habit 
of judging people or the way they act, judging a so-called self-proclaimed Christian the way they act on and off the field. Now, by them being an athlete, you have some people that say, how can they be a Christian? I'll be seeing them cussing people off, fighting and blah, blah, doing everything like that. And I'll be seeing them doing that. I heard they had extramarital affairs or they were someone who got caught in pornography or whatever like that. How can they call themselves a Christian? Okay, I can say this. I know some Christians that have extramarital affairs. I have some Christians that got attitudes and anger problems. I have some. I know some Christians that get caught up in pornography and still caught up in pornography. I know that very well. You know, so that's why I say you can't judge by that because you have some Christians that struggle with that. So you can't go by the outside. Of, is that a good thing? No, that's not good at all. We need all of us, athletes and all of us that struggle with those things, need to get that thing together. That's not pleasing to God, no. But my point is you cannot go by that. So what are you left to go by? Their confession of how they got saved. Joe, what do you mean? Their testimony is very important to any Christian before we just jump for joy and whatever like say, oh, they are saved. Because it's always a contrary, you know, religion and entertainment is the power when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to entertainment as an athletes, when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to moves and everything. You walk on a thin line when you just accept everybody because they confess some Jesus and their testimonies that they are saved because being saved and confessing Jesus as you love him and he's the number one in your life doesn't mean you're saved, doesn't mean you're part of the body of Christ. That's my point. You walk a thin line when you think that. And sometimes that's because of the ignorance and the naiveness of ourselves. So when you when you understand how to be saved and what you must do today, you don't have what I mean by do. I'm talking about doing with your belief system, your sincere belief system of believing what Jesus done on the cross, what he did, his death, burial and resurrection is the only way to be saved today. Now, let me make another point. Now, a lot of people, even athletes, believe of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Therefore, they might not even know it. That's the way to be saved. I them even believing that in their heart, you know, they could be saved because they at least believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. I'm not talking about that. Now, they might say, well, I got saved. I might still be a little confused. You know, I love Jesus. But God, knowing their heart, they also believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. You know, they might not have said it, but they believe in it. You might have some great teachers, teachers or some uh, dispensational teachers might disagree with me with that. They believe that you just got to say it. I believe you must say it too. But I believe more that you got to believe it more than say it. Okay, let me say that again. I believe you just got to believe it more than say it. In other words, a person say, yeah, I believe Jesus is the Lord of my life. I believe he died for my sins. Most of them believe that he also was rose again. They believe that. They accepted Christ in their heart by believing his death, burial, and resurrection without even saying it. God is not that hard and not that, and that strict because you did not say it. Even though you believe it, God is about your belief, not so much what you say as what you believe in your heart. 
Let me say that again to some of you strict grace teachers and some of you strict rightly divided, you know, fundamentalists, you know, that's so so much into the cross of the T and dot in the I. And some things in the Bible you must do. Most of the things in the Bible you must do. But if you just say you believe Jesus is your savior, you believe Jesus is the Lord number one in your life, and I ask you to believe he died and he was buried and he rose again, you know, to save you, and you say, yes, almost definitely I believe that, then God knows that already in your heart and you are saved. I'm not talking about that group of people. I'm not talking about that group of people because it's about your belief more than your talk. Let me say that again. It's about your belief more than your talk. It's about your belief more than your so-called religious walk. You go talk and walk with Jesus and still walk yourself to hell. That's my point because you don't believe what he done. You believe that he died on the cross, but you don't believe he rose again and saved you from your sins. Let me say that again. You believe he died and you believe he died on a cross, but you have no idea that he rose again for your sins. Some people doubt the raising again, you know, for your sins. Some people just doubt that. Only God knows. And I believe that only God knows who's truly saved. I don't. That's why I am careful what I'm saying. But if I talk to you or if I talk to certain athletes and I ask them how do you know you say and they kind of hesitant of that I would doubt that uh, this is my chance to get them out I feel that they on a path that on a path they really want to be saved or get right with God but I believe they're also being delusioned and deceived that it takes works and it takes going to church it takes reading the Bible and it just takes them trying to be good and whatever that whatever like that I believe some of them are sincere now I also believe you got a group out there that's not saved and they're and athlete wise and they're just religious they believe in, in the Jesus they believe that Jesus you know they believe Jesus walked the earth they believe Jesus is the Lord they believe they really love Jesus, but they doubt, they never accepted him as being their savior. They never accepted his death, burial, and resurrection. You just can't confess Jesus, say, I made Jesus Lord of my life and be saved. Let me say that again. You just can't confess Jesus, say, I'm going to make Jesus Lord of my life because without, without law and grace being explained to you you're going to continue to try to live your life under the law and try to do things and do things right you i hear so, uh, so many people you know you know especially after as long as, long as i do good as long as i try to do right as long as i read my bible as long as i pay tithes as long as i do this you know i just want to keep a good standard with god they're basing their their salvation on works. They're basing their salvation on how much good they can do for God to be saved and stay saved. You get what I'm saying? If you're if you're not saved, you hear me. You don't get saved by accepting Jesus as Lord in your life. You get saved and you become saved by believing of what He done on the cross. Believing in His death, He died. He was buried. And he rose again. That is the gospel for the day. That's the only thing we need to do to believe. You know, like I said, there's some that do believe that they just never confess it out of their mouth. But God knows your heart. He knows the evilness in your heart. And he knows the sincereness in your heart. Because by you having this nature now, you still have evil in your heart. The heart can be very deceiving. So therefore, you know, as long as you believe in his death, burial, and resurrection, that he died for your sins according to his death, burial, and resurrection of what he done is the importance of salvation. His resurrection is important and is the only way to be saved today. 
Okay, I went all the way there. Now, I'm not trying to make this as a Bible teaching, but salvation is so important. Salvation is so important. That's why a testimony, a real testimony, they they probably, a lot of these athletes go to certain churches that they don't teach that. They teach all you got to do is obey. You got to love Jesus and accept Jesus in your heart. Therefore, they don't take it seriously. And they do kind of get out of line when it comes to, you know, their athleticism, whatever like that. And they, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, let me look at, look, let me look at the two categories, two categories. <clears throat> Could I tell a person to say, only way I can tell a person to say so is his testimony. And his belief, not so much the way he act, because people believe the way you act and your religiosity proves that you are saved so far from the truth. Some Christians, you don't even know they're Christians because they act so worldly, which is sad. And they're saved. But they haven't understood, they haven't been following the fruits of the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Because, you know, you read a lot of the Apostle Paul's letters, which they supposed to be reading. The Apostle Paul is an apostle to the Gentiles. Therefore, a lot of them don't read uh, the mandates and the different things. Yes, I said mandates and the way we should be walking when it comes to God and the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Now, what I mean by mandate, I'm talking not, I'm not basing it on salvation because our salvation is assured. We're going to have, I'm talking about the way that we can bear fruit, the way that we can live a godly life to help others to maintain our walk. Not because to say saved, it's because that we grow and stronger and help others in the walk of Christ. A lot of people don't look at those scriptures. If I talk to a lot of athletes probably day. They probably mostly read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Some of the things, a lot of them don't like to touch, touch the Old Testament, therefore, because it's too much God's wrath and condemnation. And they think they caught up still in God's wrath and condemnation. So a lot of their teachers, I believe, will come from Mark, Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus, the old way of getting saved. So they put themselves right back under the law by works of doing good. And by keeping their salvation, a lot of them probably believe they can lose their salvation. And I'm not going to say all, but a lot of them probably believe they can lose salvation. So they're based on a works concept. Now, a lot of some of them can be saved, but they're still stuck under the law. They're still stuck of, of doing things because of the denominational churches they go to. So it's a lot in that to know for me. And a true believer about a person's salvation. We're supposed to be ambassadors. We, we're supposed to be teaching the truth. The whole Bible is for us, but the whole Bible is not to us. Let me say that again. The whole Bible is for us, but the whole Bible is not to us. Okay. Now, this is Joseph Brownlee, a body of Christ real talk. Joseph Brownlee, a body of Christ real talk. You want to know more about the Bible and different how to write the Bible, God's word, go to Connected to Dr. Joseph Brownlee on excuse me, on Spotify, you know, connecting the dots. I'm, I'm my host is Anchor. Go to Spotify for connecting the dots for a lot of teaching on different concepts of the Bible. But this is just me basically talking about this subject, which is athletes for Christ. I'm going to call it athletes for Jesus. Now, since I said all that, my conclusion is I hope deeply in their heart that they are truly saved. I don't know. I, I really don't know. How how did how they so called accept Jesus? I hear a lot of them go to these different confessions. Confessions they just say how much they love the Lord, but a lot of entertainers say that. A lot of them say that, man. You got people in the world say that they, you know, they win something, and they are so caught up in it. And the first thing come up, I thank God. God is the Lord of my life. You find out later that He's not. 
then you got to question what God you talking about. Because you got the unsaved win trophies. And they give glory to God. I mean, anybody, a lot of people can win Super Bowls and basketball games and be one of the best players in the world. And you could thank God for that. But you, you got some players that's the best in, in the sport in the world also. Don't even confess God, but they still got to win a long way, make a lot of money. So it's it's like a slippery slope. It's like a slippery slope. Do not go by a person's confession of how much they love Jesus and Jesus is number one in their life. You know, a lot of us say that we already lying already because a lot of times Jesus is not the number one in our life by our lifestyles. I'm talking about myself too. I can proclaim, at least I, I try to live that way. I try to make a number one in my life, but I make a mistakes. But I know what they mean. I know what they mean and everything like that. But some people just do it as a cliche and it's just a nice thing to say to openly. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday monetizing digital services since 2004 boosting the entertainment industry by making digital content accessible for everyone awg where innovation meets monetization because the the a person's faith get tested in hollywood a person's get faith is tested because of the wokeness and because of the far left movements your faith will be tested and your true colors will come out because a lot of people denounce Jesus when they get around a worldly crowd. They denounce Jesus. He can't be number one in your life and then he's the Lord of your life. And you out there living openly, partying. You living openly with the world. You laughing at nasty and freaking crappy jokes. Now, I'm not talking about the ones that are struggling. That's trying to stay away from because we need to stay away from those things, not partake of those things because of fear. We worry about what somebody else going to say. Now, if you partake in up in that, yes, I'm going to question your salvation. If you out there living with different, sleeping with different women, yes, I kind of question that when you do it practicing. Now, if you're struggling with what you practice pornography or you're in the pornography world, you know, yes, I question that. But when you struggle with pornography and everything, you could be a Christian and struggle with porn. Let me say that. You could be a Christian and I know this by experience and struggle with porn and struggle with sexual additions. Yes, you can do that. You could be a Christian and struggle with alcohol, struggle with drinking. Yes, you could be a Christian and struggle with marijuana and other habits because you have those habits when you believe in the death, burial, resurrection you still struggle with that. So this Therefore, some things we're going to struggle with does not mean we're not, we're saved. It just means those certain devices we still struggle with and we don't have a handle on it and we need God's help to get us out of this. You understand what I'm saying? Some grace teachers might not like that. Some I can hear some grace teachers act like you you you're not supposed to be doing nothing. You shouldn't be doing none of this stuff. You know you know fly. I, I doubt your salvation if you 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 doing this and whatever like that. There's a difference in my eyes of going out there openly living in hell and living in sin and struggling and fighting it and trying to get help in it because your natures and your vices doesn't go away overnight. Contrary like some teachers and churches might try to tell you. Okay, that's a different teacher. 
But my point is we need to live right. We need to how us have a heart to live right for Christ. We need to know our confession. We need to know why we got saved. We need to know our answer to give to someone when they want to be saved or how to be saved. We need to know that in the first it starts with ourselves. We need to know our own uh, answer of saying why I'm saved. There's many entertainers that talks about they love Jesus. You got Sylvester Stallone. You got uh, Matthew McConaughey. You got a lot of them, but if they say they're not, I don't know. I'm not going to say they are and I'm not going to say they're not. And I'm not going to go by that lifestyle so much, but sometimes the lifestyle is part of it because when you're in Hollywood, you caught up in that web of of unbelief and that web of wokeness and that web of anti-God. See? And something you're not going to do. You know, I know about a van the Holyfield, whatever like that. And also certain things he done outside his life. But therefore, I don't know if he's saved or not. People know me. I struggle with certain things and certain things people know me but than what I've done. But I, I know I'm a child of God. Why? Because of my belief, not because of the way I walked in my struggle. It's because of what I believed in Christ. And I gave that into his hands. I might still struggle with certain things. That therefore does not make me a sin, uh, 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 unsaved. My salvation is, bo- is based on, on my belief according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, his death, burial, resurrection. Believe in that. And then everything else comes later. My sins has been dealt with. I don't worry about my sins no more. I'm worried about my walk. But I'm not worried about going to hell or nothing like that. I just need to get my walk together and get in line with God. Not because I'm trying to keep my salvation. Because my salvation is based, on, is based on my belief on how to be saved today. Okay? So therefore, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope in my heart that all these athletes that can that's confess that Jesus is Lord of their life, understand that that doesn't make them saved. The Tebow's and the Russell Wilson's and the Kobe Bryant's and all these guys and the Stephen Curry and everything like that. You know, you can't play around with that. And I, I, I pray that you go into the right Bible teaching church. Some of them I really doubt it. A lot of them go to a lot of these mega churches that teach us works and prosperity and everything like that. So therefore, if you go into churches like some of these churches that's out there, you know, you know, like the Osteen churches or the Jakes or these the Dollars or the you know the Benny Hands and those type of churches, you 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 going you're you're sucking in what they're teaching you and you're believing about salvation and what they teach you. It's not the Bible. I can listen to some of y'all guys. It's not the Bible. It's what you was taught in your church because I used to be there. I used to be there. You believe in what was taught in your church, not what the Bible is saying. Many people do not read the Bible literally. They was told not to, not in that way. They was they were spiritual. They they they've been told how to read the Bible in a spiritualizing way, or what God is really saying, or they use allegories and everything like that. Very similarly, a church they might say they rightly divide the God Word of God, but don't know how to rightly divide the Word of God. Let me say that again. Many churches always speak about, often speak about rightly divide the word of God, but don't know how to rightly divide the word of God. They still confused about how to be saved today. So therefore, that's why I know a lot of people are not saved today and going to hell. Okay, that's hard, but it's true. So therefore, athletes that profess Christ in their life, I just hope they just believe in, in the right gospel, the death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. I believe a lot of them, and I could be wrong, hope that I'm not wrong, don't read the letters of the Apostle Paul. Now, you need to read the whole Bible, but you need to know know where, where you're teaching in your, uh, 
your your lifestyle and the and things you should be doing are in the thirteen epistles, Romans through Romans through Philemon, through the Apostle Paul, the teachers of the Apostle Paul. Many people will disagree with me. That's okay. But just you know, it's okay. We can disagree on certain things, as long as we're not disagreeing on the deity and the the, the deity of Jesus Christ and stuff like that. As long as we're not disagreeing on the triune, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the triune or the trinity of that, you know, I don't have a problem with that. As long as we're not disagreeing on stuff like that, you know, we, we, we're going to have be disagreeing. But when it comes to the deity, when it comes to sound doctrine that Paul talks about when he talks to Timothy in First and Second Timothy in the book of Titus, he talks about sound doctrine. He talks about rightly divided to Timothy because it was a lot of false teaching and there was a lot of misdirecting teaching, you know, going on and, and stuff like that. We must learn how to rightly divide God's word, rightly divide salvation, rightly divide the deity of Jesus, rightly divide what's for the church today, the body of Christ compared to the kingdom of heaven, church for Israel. You know, we must know the difference. So that's what the most important thing is salvation. That's why I put emphasis on salvation. Salvation. I don't know if they're really saved or not. I just hope they are. And if they are, I just thank them. I just thank them. You know, you know, that's a good start. So right now I'm going to give them applause anyway, because I feel their heart in the right way. Because, But also remember this, because your heart is in the right way doesn't make you saved. But they still have an opportunity as long as they're breathing a breath. And hopefully somebody could bring the true gospel to them, to the ones that don't know the true gospel. I'm not saying all of them that don't. Because in their heart, I believe some of them probably do believe in the death bear resurrection that Jesus rose again for their sins and some of them are just religious they're just religious and you know most of them I believe are just religious okay I hope you all understand what I'm trying to say I'm not trying to put them down I'm not trying to put their confession down I'm just trying to get some uh, clarity about salvation how important salvation is I don't want everybody especially believers mainly believers running around saying these people are saved and they're not saved you know, because it's always, it's always that slippery slope. And I know I keep saying that of a person saying that they love Jesus. And you ask the person, I just say, they say, yeah, sure, I'm saved. But you ask them how they get saved, they have no idea. They go about their good works or they do do this. They go to church every Sunday. You know, oh, my pastor said this, my pastor said that. That's not true salvation. I'm sorry, but that's not true salvation. Now, I'm not saying none of these athletes are saved, but I am saying I believe probably the majority of them are not really saved. I hope I'm wrong. Not because of their walk and the way they act. It's because of their belief. Because salvation is simple. Let me, say, let me say this very carefully. Salvation is simple. But it only, it's only simple when you really believe. When you really believe that you are a sinner. A lot of them probably don't even know what a sinner is. I really believe a lot of them probably don't even know, uh, know why did he die for their sins. Now, that can come later. Don't get me wrong. That can come later. But a lot of them probably don't even know what being in sin is. Because they, a lot of them probably live so openly but only confess Christ when they're on a microphone. Only because confess or uh, profess Christ. I'm not gonna say confess them, but profess them when they're talking to someone, you know, and know, you know, it doesn't make you saved. Just like putting Jesus, I love Jesus and putting scripture and verses on your shirt or on your shoes doesn't mean you're saved. Let me say that again. Putting verses on your hat, putting verses on your shirt, putting verses on your shoes, it's not the same with putting Jesus in your heart. 
believe in him in your heart. Let me say that again. Putting verses, and these are real verses on your hat, putting them on your shirt, putting in a t-shirt or whatever, or putting them on your shoes without putting a true profession of salvation is death, burial, resurrection, according to 1 Corinthians 1 and 4. In your heart, you're not saved. You're just religious. You just churchism. You believe in the morals of Christ. This is another one. Because you believe in the morals of Christ, like a Elon Musk said he believed in the teachings of Christ. He believes of Jesus teaching things like the certain professor said that. That does not mean you are saved because you believe in the good teachings and the morals of Christ. Muslims believe in that, but they don't believe in his deity. They don't believe he's God. You know, so just believing in his good teachings Demons know about that, but at least they know that he is the son of God. Also, they know that he is God. He's part of the triune, the father, the son, and the Holy Ghost. You know, that's another, that's, that's a connecting dots teaching. But my point is to you, believer, and my point is to the ones that's unsaved. Don't just look, listen to what I just, you heard on the audio and believe that all of them are saved based on what they said and what they have on their shoes, if you can see it on the video. You know, because I believe a lot of them are not truly saved. And you got some that truly saved because they believe in their heart, even though they didn't confess it. They believe that Jesus died and was buried and rose again. And they believe that they're sinners and they needed to be saved. And they believe it on that statement, not him being the king and the Messiah. And it's good to know that he's Jesus. But saying, I believe Jesus is the king and he's the Messiah does not save you today. Let me say that again. It's going to hit a lot of people hard. Believing Jesus is the king and the Messiah in your life. Believing that does not save you today. It's believing what he done. He died for your sins according to his death, burial, and resurrection. It's what saves you today. Not believing that he's your king and savior. That's a good thing. That's what the Israel was looking for as their king and their Messiah. But the body of Christ today, under the teachings of the Apostle Paul from Romans through Philemon, Romans through Philemon, you have to be saved. The only way to be saying today is believing what Jesus done on the cross because without his resurrection you cannot get saved without him coming back you cannot get saved there is no salvation there's no resurrection and so Paul talked so hard about the resurrection the resurrection the resurrection because they not did not believe in his resurrection that's the only way of salvation for today is the resurrection not him being king and lord and savior okay I'm going to finish with that and I hope you got something out of that. Athletes in Christ, I hope they are saved. They are saved. And I'm going to just give them applause for the ones that really have a heart of getting right and trying to be saved today. So I give them Yes. I give them an applause. I just hope they I have no idea. I haven't heard their testimony, anything about salvation. Salvation is the number one. It's the most important thing. I just do not run and glow and shout when somebody say they love Jesus or said they're saved or even say they're a Christian without me really asking why. I feel it's in my heart by the Holy Spirit to even ask how you know you say not just say, oh, that's good. I need to ask. Get past my fear and ask somebody because it's for their own benefit, not mine, not my gloat. It's for their own benefit because eternal life is on the line for them, not me, on for them. And they need to really know. God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee, a body of Christ, real talk. I hope you got something out of this. I'm not, not going to at least say confess. Don't get me wrong, but we need to be very careful about saved and unsaved. And how do people get saved? You just can't just go and run and go and be a naive in that.
you know, we must not we must not be left in ignorance when it comes to salvation. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brown. I love you all. Body of Christ, real talk. Body of Christ, real talk. Love you all, and I'll leave you with peace and love. Now, the ones that's not saved, you heard the way to get saved. You must believe that Jesus Christ died and was buried and rose again according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. According to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. I put emphasis on that, 1 and 4, emphasis on that. Your sins were taken care of on the cross according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. So your sin is not the problem of or stop you for salvation. Let me say that again. Your sins is not stopping you salvation. It's your belief. Your belief stops you from going to heaven and getting close to Christ. Not your confession of Lord in your life. Not your walk and not the way you dress and on what church or denomination you go to or what your pastor said. If it's not lining with the word of God, and you know it's not, you're not saved, okay? God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Love y'all. Peace out. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.